Producer Doug here. I just want to talk about Pop Culture Classroom. They are the ones that put on Denver Comic Con, and we want to help support them so that we can keep bringing you all this amazing audio, such as panels and interviews from Denver Comic Con. So let's get right into it. Pop Culture Classroom inspires a love of learning, increases literacy, celebrates diversity, and builds community through the tools of popular culture and the power of self-expression. They envision individuals transformed by the educational power of popular culture who create diverse, inclusive, and engaged communities. They provide quality service to kids and communities, respect, inclusive, and diversity, uh, quality of opportunity, alternative approaches to education, and they recognize each person's intrinsic dignity and importance through open communication, responsibility, and honesty. Did I sound like I read that off the website? I absolutely did, because... Well, I did. I want to get everything right for them because they are fantastic. I recommend going to their website and donating just to keep them going. This fantastic program, plus everything to do for the community, uh, literacy, respect, and of course, Denver Comic Con, so we can bring you all of this stellar guests and panels and Q&As and interviews. So remember, go to popcultureclassroom.org, click on the donate, or just take a spin around their website and check it out. And now, on with the show. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I love that song. <laughs> um, 
were just the theme tune. Um, I remember that so much. Um, but I, I was, we didn't actually, as a family, sit down to watch it. So, and I'm sort of glad of that because I think I would have been even more nervous going into it, really. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. It's kind of freeing to be able to go in uh, and, and audition for this reboot of what is probably the, the longest running, largest, from a worldwide perspective, British TV show. Yeah. without that pressure, which would be huge. I know, exactly. We also didn't really have social media when it came out, so I was saved of that horror show as well. Yes. <laughs> and it is a horror show. Yeah, it is. It's terrifying. Um, and so I never felt the immediate heat that you feel now when you're being cast in Doctor Who, which is always seems to be a, no, we hate this.
to work opposite Christopher Eccleston. Yeah. Because I was, I was a massive fan of his. Um, he, you know, he has that um, very earthy, serious, British actor quality that, um, you know, puts him in the highest esteem of the acting world. He's done a lot of really great, meaningful, you know, pieces of drama and film and stuff. Um, so yeah, I was a bit like, you seem to get over it. it didn't I got over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was all fine after like day one. I was like, okay, you're normal. Did you watch the show after you left, before you came back, or did you when they told you you were going to come back for a couple episodes, or you're like, oh, I gotta catch up? I didn't. No, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm dumb. No, I, um, I, I did. I watched. Uh, I watched the first one of David's uh, Without Me, and um, I watched Matt's first one because he's a dear friend of mine, I just wanted to see that. Um, but I haven't really stuck with it, but I think a lot of that is just, just life. It's on a, a tricky time for me. Yeah. I, mean, it's I don't know, I can say a number of excuses, I just haven't really caught up with it. Yeah, but I mean, it's probably not a show you would I'm looking forward to my children showing some interest in it, which they haven't done thus far, even though I've really tried to actively force it on them. <laughs> and when, I, when we get to that point, I feel like I can relive the entire experience, the whole reboot, and then everything that happened beyond that, because I sense that when they get into it, they'll really dig it. Um, but at the moment, I think they just get a bit freaked out about it. Me being the mom and in being chased around and being in danger. And psychologically, it's very stressful. Yeah. <laughs> it's very stressful. If you're the mother, you know. Yeah, but eventually you'll get to, to watch it through your eyes. Yeah, and I think we can then just do it all together. And that would be really lovely. That's a good way to watch it. Yeah. Let's go to the audience with some oh, questions. Oh, okay, cool. We're all the way in the back. All the way in the back. Up top. There you go. Yep. Hi. Um, my question for you is that final scene where you had a film that you were on the opposite side of the wall. How difficult was that to film? So the goodbye scene with the doctor? Um, anything goodbye is really hard, or was really hard. So I think there are a few moments where it felt really threatening and um, unreal. Um, so I think they were very, very sad days. Yeah, really sad, which helped with the acting. Frankly, <laughs> <laughs> so suitably sad. I imagine it's different from a movie where you know you're going to be there a finite time and tell one story. You've <laughs> been in a series and that it's the end, so it sort of has a real life. Yeah, and there's a sort of right thing to do, am I going to really regret leaving, you know, what if he prefers the next companion, <laughs> <laughs> it's like girlfriend stuff, you know? it's just mourning a relationship. Yeah. Which is part of, I think, the, the fact that it is a relationship and there's chemistry between the doctor and the companion is the sort of one of the appeals of the show. Oh yeah, it's, it's, I think it's, 
as important as the sci-fi, right? Like, it's the heart of the show. Yeah, I feel like without that grounded relationship with real characters, it's harder to accept the weirder sci-fi. Yeah, I, it's, yeah, I agree. I really, I always prefer Doctor Who when it feels more domestic <laughs> um, and, and sort of less abstract, basically because I don't understand it, which is my <laughs> failing, not the writers. But that was kind of your Was there an episode that you want to call that baffled you the most? Like, you're like, ah, what have we even doing here? Yeah. Um, uh, I found the 50th quite confusing on the first couple of reads. <laughs> but then I called David, you know, yeah. the encyclopedic <laughs> mind of Dr. Hugh, and he patiently talked me down. <laughs> Yes. Um, hi, how are you doing? I'm very well. How are you? I'm good. Do you remember me? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Thank uh, God. Where is this going? No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Don't worry. It's a good joke. Okay. <laughs> My question is, is just what was it like to work with Chris Eccleston? Oh, it was great to work with Chris Eccleston. Like I said, I was a huge fan of his. Um, Is there anyone that you haven't worked with that you just are dying to work with or a dream co-star? Um, oh gosh. I mean, there's a number of people, to be honest. Um, I met Robert De Niro recently. We heard it here first, everybody. Right. Billion Bobby. Billion Bobby. Like, oh, Bobby. Uh, oh, that sounds so cute. Yeah. And you could be like cops, Billion Bobby, Queen. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's the dream. Thanks so much for the work. back there. Yes.
It is. I'm not. <laughs> like, I was going to say, I don't possess that actually. Yeah. That takes a lot of work. It's work, regardless. <laughs> um, but I think, like, you know, good, good people around you giving you good, you know, good advice and, um, and making sure you t- you're, you've got good self-care, you know, that you're sleeping well and eating well and boring mum stuff like that. <laughs> Call your mum. I hate myself. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Was Superdog Recoverer the next thing you did right after Doctor Who? Yeah, which is a real change. That's a huge change. change. Yeah, that's what I was I imagine that was probably intentional. Did you look for a role that was very different? Yeah, I really wanted to move away from the family stuff, which I think I did. You definitely did that. <laughs> Pretty violently. Um, yeah, I really was interested in the part that woman creating it. I was fascinated by the woman who began blogging and uh, the whole thing was just really interesting. Um, so it seemed like a wild and wonderful challenge and um, it was really fun. Yeah, well you succeeded very well. So it went well. Yeah. But then you go back to fantasy with Penny Dreadful. Yeah. Was that sort of a, a returning to home kind of feeling, or were you like, oh, I, I can, I've done this, I can do this? Uh, yeah, it was very different again. I mean, it's so dark, and, uh, and, but I, I really relished that role. It was such a gift as an actor, you know, so, I mean, it sort of blew my head off that part. <laughs> I mean, just like, it was so twisted, I loved it. And it was nice not being smiley and, you know, shiny and positive. I was <laughs> 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 just being really angry. And, yeah, it was really fun. <laughs> so more angry, dark More parts. angry parts. Yes. I think I've played them solidly now for yeah. the last seven years. <laughs> Over here. Up top, yep. That was a perfect segue, thank you. I was going to say that Lily was incredible. Your range was beautiful. Um, but my question was, and this can be real, literary, historical, if you could choose a companion to tear through the universe with, do you have any choices? If I could um, choose a companion to tear up the so you took follow you to your own companion, anyone from out throughout history. Oh. Totally oh. easy question. <laughs> no. Oh uh, gosh, who would I? Thank <laughs> you. 
the second series, we really hit our stride and everyone was super chilled and we knew what we were making. It had been a success and we were really jazzed, you know? Whereas the first series was like, oh my God, is this gonna work? Like, who cares? Do people care? Like, what is it? Um, so, by the time we were in season two, we were all really... <laughs> You're the only one hearing that, but it's actually, there's a second room back there. What is that? There's like a smaller stage doing this. So creepy. <laughs> it's like the ghost of convention past. <laughs> um, anyway, David Turner. <laughs> <laughs> when did you realize that it was sort of an international phenomenon? Oh, not until I started doing conventions, which wasn't that long ago. Crazy. I just didn't have, I don't have any concept of the reach. And it sort of feels bigger here now. It, 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 like having grown up with the original here, it was a very cultish thing. Like no one really knew Doctor Who. And seeing toys at Target and Walmart of Doctor Who is mind boggling for people. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's very, you know, everybody watches them. They know who it is. I mean, yeah. I know that that's not how it was here. Although so is it more mainstream here? Very much so. Yeah, more, more than it used to be. But it was always a mainstream show in the UK. It was kind of Yeah, but it wasn't as big here when I was doing David. Right. And when we launched Series 2, it didn't seem as big here. It's bigger now than it was, I think, when... Great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's bigger here now yeah. than you're... As soon as you left. <laughs> <laughs> It's been on long enough that you have multi-generations of people here watching it for the first time. Well, so I think the Netflix, uh, yeah, you know, like, it wasn't, what was it on? It was like on BBC America. BBC America, which not everybody had, or if they had it, they didn't know it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we can come up with a number of reasons yes, why. Yes, none of them have to do with you. None of them are your fault. <laughs> <laughs> yes, over there. Yes, right. Slept. It's so nuts. 
they're letting us do this. They gave us permission to do this. Yeah, they gave us permission to film here in London. It's crazy. Yeah. Hi. Um, first, I want to say, Girl on the Fireplace is my absolute favorite. I really loved it. I couldn't believe it was happening. Like, it was awesome being in 
So it's something you had read and were a fan of before you were in. I hadn't read Lawrence Hill Park, actually. Um, I'd read about the list, but uh, yeah, I read it as soon, as soon as I got it. Um, and they're all lovely, aren't they? Yes, they're, they're, it is a simpler time, but I think that's a sort of a, um, yeah, that's the appeal. There's, you can still tell. So romantic. Yeah. Glorious. And English and twee. Yes. <laughs> Especially in America. Like, it's interesting to see the appeal of the Jane Austen stuff and, and that sort of stuff. Here, it has an even slightly different yeah. image because it seems like a fairy tale. I know. Like, you know <laughs> that was a thing somewhere. I don't know. It's an actual place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, right here. Yeah. Did you take the bins out? 
master drum. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. I want to see that. I want to see that. It would be so funny. Like, even if we did like a one-off. Yeah, for like Red Nose Day or something. Right. Yeah. We can. Let's try next time. Check out some of our other shows like Exotic Liability, No Applause, Just the Clap, and Black Falls. We can be found at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for The BACN on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. Oh, yeah.